Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Well, hello, Elijah Fire family. Long time no see. I am Jen Lowen, your host for today. Today is Monday, October 30th that this is streaming, but we are actually currently recording this on Friday, October 27th. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am actually Jeff Tharp's older sister. So if you are new to this show, Jeff Tharp is my brother. He is normally the host. He's fantastic. He is actually away today and he has asked me to fill in for him. So Um, Thank you for joining us. All right. As I mentioned before, Jeff is actually away. He wanted me to let all you know, because I know a lot of you developed relationship with him. He and Lauren are away on a family emergency and would absolutely love your prayers. Um, They're walking through a little bit of a difficult time right now. And just all your love and support would mean the world to both of them. So also... Um, we have some fun shows lined up for you this week. We are actually beginning a new series this Wednesday. I know a lot of you are familiar with Julie Lopez, especially if you watch the show regularly. And she has started a new series with Jeff called Spiritual Warfare, which I'm personally really looking forward to watching and listen and or listening to. That actually airs this Wednesday, November 1st. Jeff pre-recorded that last week. And so he also wanted me to let you guys know he will be back with a live show on Friday, November 3rd with Tommy John. So you can look forward to that, marking your calendars to see Jeff live again on a show. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to mention too, is if you guys are regular watchers of the show and you've loved watching Elijah Fire on any of the platforms, please like and subscribe. When you like the videos, you actually help the algorithm to send it out to more people, maybe who aren't even familiar with the show and haven't seen it, but that actually helps get the word out. So we would greatly appreciate that. Also, I wanted to let you know that every time you donate to www.elijahstreams.com forward slash donate, a portion of your donation goes towards helping our water well efforts around the world. Over 7 million people in Uganda lack access to safe, clean water. But you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water. But there is still a need. There are still many who don't have access to clean water. Would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of Uganda? Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. Thank you. Again, that's www.elijahstreams.com forward slash donate. And I personally feel very, very proud to be a part of an organization that is supplying clean water to so many people in need all over the world. Actually, I believe we have well over a hundred wells dug at this point, which is absolutely fantastic. All right. So we have a wonderful show for you guys today. I know you're familiar with this guest. She's been on a handful of times. She is the founder of Hope Oregon, and she is also the host of Highway of Holiness. Please join me in welcoming today, Audrey Frable. Hi, Audrey. Thank you so, so good much. With you. It's, it feels like it's been a while. Yeah. I can't remember. Usually when I'm looking on the show notes, I think it might have been back in June, June maybe that you were on the last time. Okay. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, t- I had a really full, busy summer. So that oh, makes I'm sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So welcome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. I saw your um, notes and you have a lot of really wonderful material to cover. So I just want to just hand it over to you and whatever the Lord's laid on your heart, please go right ahead and share with us. Awesome. All right. Well, I do. I have a message and I'm excited. And what's cool is it's really flowing and coming out of where I am at and what the Lord is doing through me. So it's not something I kind of, you know, I had to work up. It's something that I'm actually walking in and living mm -hmm. out right now. And really what it comes down to is I so believe, and I just want to release this, that I believe we are in the day of deliverance. And it's so funny because I'm really good friends with Harmony. And if she's watching this message, she'll, she probably will. And she'll just crack up because she's been walking in deliverance much more than I have been. And it's funny because we will partner a lot in ministry, but I'm always like, I'll do the healing. You do the deliverance. I want to pray for the sick and you cast out the demonic. <laughs> I've seen Harmony at work uh -huh. uh, with deliverance. I went to a tent meeting. It was yeah. with Crystal Elisha. And it was when I, we're no longer living in Oregon, but when we were living in Oregon, she was there. And I personally witnessed her ministering to people. And she definitely has a tender hearted anointing for that. Yes. It was fantastic to watch the way she ministered to people in that regard. Yes. So, yeah. she, she does. Absolutely. I agree. And so it's funny though, because for the longest time I was kind of like, okay, you'd handle that part. I'll handle this part. And now here I am like it. And I believe it's because of what God's doing. I believe oh, he's sure. thrust, you know, he's thrusting his bride right now into deliverance. And I don't really believe we're going to have the option to kind of skate around it much longer. I mean, sure. There might be organizations that might not open up to it, mm -hmm. but but at large, like this is what God is doing. And For so, sure. um, wait, just down like this. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. Yep. Um, and so I really heard the Holy Spirit say, as I was preparing for this time that he said, I'm raising up a standard. And I went, mm -hmm. Ooh, that's really good. You are raising up a standard. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in Isaiah, I think it's 59. Um, it speaks about, you know, kind of like battle times they were in that the Jerusalem was in battle war. Right. And so there was a standard that was being raised up. And what's mm -hmm. beautiful is now that we stand on the other side of the cross, that standard is Jesus. Like right. he already came, died for our sins and was resurrected and released this new charge and normal really for us to walk mm -hmm. in. And he is the new normal. And so it's really exciting. I mean, yes, you know, there's a lot of terrible things happening across the yeah. globe and, and there's some really heart aching, hard things to understand. But at the same time, there's a standard that's being raised up for the army of God. Those who yeah. are saying yes, who are ready and available and saying, God, send me in. What can I do? You know, those mm -hmm. who are, are gripped by his spirit and hearts are surrendered to him are going to be used by him in powerful ways. And I don't believe it's going to be, you know, it's been said before, but it's not going to be those who've gone through seminary school. It's not going to be those who <laughs> have all these credentials and li licenses and things. It's not about that. And we see that in the book of Acts. It even says that these were just ordinary men. Yeah. And I believe we're going to see more and more of the same ordinary men and women of God, young, young kids, you know, mm. the, the Z's uh, even younger, I believe God is going to use young children like David's and Daniel's to go in in this hour and to defeat the dar the darkness and the works of hell. And so um back to the day of deliverance. Uh this is this is really fun and I even have been experiencing I'll say this um 
some shifting in my thinking and my belief systems of mm -hmm. what deliverance is. It's easy to see it in one way or um, perceive right. deliverance as only one way, as this crazy, messy demon coming out and a person frailing and screaming. And most of the time, it's actually not like that. It, it can be like that. But I, I see on a daily more of a... Um, a different look to that people getting set free by just simply breaking agreements in their mind you know simply simply recognizing oh i've made agreements with self-hatred or yeah. um you know agreements with fear or it could be a lot of different things and and the battles up here what's that or shame or shame absolutely so the battles won up here and it's mm -hmm. Recognizing the the agreements, the covenants we've made, tearing them down, like Second uh, Corinthians says, tearing down strongholds. In fact, I'll give you that reference, um, which this is really deliverance is based a lot on this scripture, Second Corinthians ten. We use God God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey the Christ, uh, obey Christ. So we tear down mm -hmm. weapons up here and we're not, it's not a fleshly battle. It's a spiritual battle. Right. So yeah. can you take a minute? Cause I know this is a topic I've seen this um, here on Elijah Fire. It's a topic that means a lot, but also I think just people in general are so curious. Can you maybe walk through just the simplicity of what you're describing? If let's say, because sometimes people don't even recognize that the way they're thinking is potentially a stronghold or that thing that needs to be brought low. So could you mm -hmm. maybe walk through like a quick mm -hmm. example of mm -hmm. what that could look like in mm -hmm. maybe just a given day or experience? Yeah. Sure. Um, I've been sharing this personal testimony. I shared it with a couple different groups. In 2021, I went through a ton of counseling okay. and getting to what was the root that I didn't even know was there. So there was mm -hmm. a root belief in me that my counselor literally just helped uproot by asking me questions. And there was a day, I'll never forget it, where I'm in the counseling session and I can't remember that questions he's asking me, but he keeps pushing and you know why sure. why do you, why do you think this or what do you think about this and I, I can't remember the exact questions but basically I it, what came out of me I feel I believe the spirit of God pulled it out of me I said and with tears streaming down my face I said I hate myself I said, wow yeah I said I hate myself and I just started bawling wow and That's I knew profound. yeah it was wild I was just like, whoa. So at the same time, this these words are coming out of my mouth. I uh, like a part of me wanted to catch him and not say him, but it needed to come out. It was like, yeah, of course, pulled it. You know, he pulled it out of me, and then in, inside, I'm going, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is it. Like this is what had to come out. And so um, soon after, the Lord was like, okay, we you've done all that you can do in counseling. Now come to me and let's get rid of that thing. Let's tear <laughs> it out. Let's, you know, it's been uprooted basically. Let's, let's break it off now and let's break the agreements and shut the door basically. And so then I just, you know, with the Lord repented, we, I repented of believing that lie. I, I repented of uh, hating myself. God, I'm, I'm sorry that I've been hating myself. Like, and um, then I, 
rejected it. I renounced it. So it's the three R's. This is really simple. And we can do this on a daily. And I do do this just about on a daily. And I do this with my kids. We repent, we renounce, we, we renounce and reject that lie. So right now I break off self-rejection. I cancel the lie and I cancel the agreement I've made with self-hatred. Mm-hmm. or self-rejection, whatever it is. And then I replace it. The last R is replace. And I replace it, God, with your truth that you love me and I receive your love right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest door to open that opens up to the demonic strongholds, I believe is unforgiveness. And so as I'm working with yeah. people, like that's the, that's the doorway where the enemy comes in. That's the open door. And Mm -hmm. so I like to begin right there with, you know, who, who have you not forgiven? And a lot of times that's ourselves too. We Mm -hmm. we also have to forgive ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is also where I was. I needed to forgive myself for some things and carrying that as well. I needed to forgive myself and release myself and receive Jesus's love. So, um, which is such a scary place to be. Like if we, it's vulnerable, it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also the um, cleaning out our house, which God is doing right now, he's cleansing the bride, he's purifying us. And so the deeper we go in him, the cleaner we become really. Mm -hmm. And that is going to bring not only a beautiful offering to him, but that's what we're giving away to those we're ministering to. You know, this is, it's a gift to him, but it's also a gift to his bride. And so, so many of us are like, what can I do? What can I, what can I give away? And I feel like even right now, the spirit of the Lord is like, just come to me and let me clean you up and let me set you free. And, and the, the freer we get, get the freer, the people around us get, and mostly our loved ones, our children, our spouses. So yeah, does awesome. that answer your question? It does. It does. Because okay. I think a lot of times, another thing that I was going to piggyback onto that is another thing I have found for me personally, because you were in a counseling session and you said your counselor was kind of probing. I've had similar experiences to that, but with my time with the Holy Spirit, where I'm encountering a situation that seems to almost be on repeat, not necessarily with the same person, but with other people. And the, the theme, I would say the theme of it is similar. Mm-hmm. And so I would sit down with the Lord and be quiet with the Lord and say, why does this type of feedback that I'm getting keep coming to me? And maybe it's negative feedback of like, I keep having these people responding to me in this way. And that's where I'll sit down and be quiet and listen before the Lord. And that's usually where some sort of root, like you said, of unforgiveness pops up mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. coming out in these relationships or it's coming out in how I'm expressing myself. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's kind of how the Lord would walk me through that. So I wanted to kind of add that in too, for people maybe who, who don't necessarily have like a counselor they're talking to, but maybe there's something that's repeating in your life. Maybe there's a circumstance with other people, but it's a similar outcome. That is usually an indicator too, that it's time to get quiet with the Lord and figure out how to, yeah, how to absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I want to say this too. that time I spent in counseling in 2021, that wasn't, you know, the very first time I had had other seasons of counseling. And so it was, um, you know, I had to lay all my pride down to go, okay, we're going back into counseling and uh, everything within me that didn't want to, but I knew I needed to. And sometimes we have to continue to war, you know, for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, in fact, I remember the Holy Spirit saying, what did he say to me? Something on the lines of, 
because I remember feeling in this season kind of exhausted with like, oh, I just, I want total freedom. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, there was this thing that I had gone through prior to that, this hurt that I had went through um, with some people that I loved and I felt very betrayed. And so that's what kind of uh, propelled me into this season. But I remember the Lord saying, like, you're worth it. Like, your freedom is worth it. Like, I mm-hmm. will continue to chase you down. The the free you is worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes we just get so exhausted, but Jesus is right there with us, uh, continuing to pursue us and walk with us mm-hmm. in that time. And I've often looked at it, too as sometimes and it can be done this way so i'm not i'm not making a hard and fast like oh it's always this way because sometimes we can walk into a situation and be delivered instantly sometimes we can but the bible does also tell us that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling so sometimes Mm -hmm. there is a pattern of thinking that is so rooted and established in our thought process that the lord is slowly peeling back those layers for us and he's patient and he he's faithful and he'll walk us through that. And with every new revelation, we do what you just said. We repent, mm-hmm. we reject, we replace. And, yes. um, and then one day you wake up six months later, eight months later, maybe even six weeks later. And suddenly mm-hmm. that huge heavy weight is gone. Yes. And, um, so yes. you believe that the Lord is walking through people like this, through this type of stuff individually or corporately? I think it's both, but I do see him, you know, I see more so of it individually right now. And I see a lot of people. It's funny, too, because even throughout the year, I know people that are like, I'm cleaning out, you know, my house and I'm doing all these things. And it's like a mirror of what God's doing to me with me internally, you know, spiritually and physically. I'm like, Uh yes, I mean, lots of people. So it's just a prophetic picture of what he's doing. Like he is cleaning house. And so. I think I see it play out more individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it seems like to me, I, it's just a continued kind of theme is that the church a lot of times moves, the organization moves a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> than maybe maybe what, on the individual level. Yeah, than the individual level. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and and it's beautiful because I think he's also preparing us for what's coming, you know? we, I think we are in harvest time, but we're going to continue to see more, more people come more people. I mean, I know a person that came literally and was to one of our gatherings and said, I have a demon. I want to get free. And this person went to different churches trying to find someone to get her free from this demon. She came to our gathering and she got free that day. She was set free. I mean, that's how desperate people are. And that's what God's doing too. But good on her for going to different places, right? She, that, that, um, act of faith, just even of like, I'm determined I'm going to get rid of this thing. Yes. I thought the same thing, like, wow. And the hunger. Mm -hmm. Um, but it makes me think how many other people are like that and how many churches are not equipped and not ready and so that's also my my concern mm-hmm. and also a charge I feel like the Lord is is doing in me right now, giving to me to equip and to charge the body like, hey, anybody can walk in this. And there, here are some simple tools. And so that's why I, said, I shared earlier that I'm teaching a class right now, myself in, in harmony on uh, deliverance and healing. And it's called the new normal. And so I it's so it. fun. Yeah, I think we'll probably do it again. Um, it, it's been really fun. We're seeing a lot of people get set free already. And so, and so the new the normal, the new normal is being delivered, being healed. 
Yeah, I think it's the kingdom. You know, we see Jesus represent the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. As he is on the earth in the, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he is representing a kingdom, a freedom, a power, a healing, a manifestation in deliverance. And he and he's doing all of these things. So I think healing and deliverance, we're going to see a whole lot more of it. I think that wow. is our new normal. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Wow. Yeah. I think, you know, when the Lord began to speak to me a couple of years ago about holiness, there's kind of two perspectives of that. There, mm-hmm. There's this external perspective of holiness, kind of an old covenant. And there's also with that is like a pursuing holiness. And then there's this other perspective of holiness. that's internal. It's yeah. the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit working in and through us. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what I believe the Lord is doing. The new normal is the spirit of holiness that came at Pentecost yeah. to charge us, to equip us, to go and defeat the works of hell. So it's not like um, a series of maybe decisions or choices or behaviors so much as it is the following of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like with the Old Testament versus the New Testament as it pertains to holiness? As it pertains to holiness, I think one of the biggest differences is the external and the internal, which is a whole, you know, big teaching on the temple. Now we are the temple, right? Mm -hmm. So he, the Holy spirit lives and dwells inside of us Mm -hmm. where prior to that, there were all these things they had to do to enter into, well, only one priest entered into Mm -hmm. that Holy of Holiest, uh, what, like once a year, I believe it was. And so now we can enter into his presence anytime and come into the Holy of Holies. And so that, that veil, that veil is torn. And we've also been equipped to do all that Jesus did. We're not saved by the law. We're, we're safe. We're brought into the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So awesome. So how do you yeah. see that playing out then in God's kind of bigger, bigger plan? I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> that is such a good question because this is what I'm seeing right now as I, um, in, in my, in this time right now, God is sending me more out of my own church, my, my personal church family, and I'm being sent out into different areas and regions and ministering. And I'm also seeing, wow, I'm at least here in Oregon and in my region, I'm a minority. Like what I walk in, not only because I'm a woman, <laughs> but also this, my belief system, I'm, I'm a minority. Yes, and so I'm very aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, in Oregon, especially Southern Oregon, I mean, there is just, yeah. there's a lot there. So what I believe, I believe that there is, and I've uh, heard uh, Emma Stark. Do you know who Emma Stark I is? I do. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. She prophesied this word. Um, I think it was the beginning of 2022, the, the, the time of a church split. And mm. I believe I'm, we're already seeing it. I believe we're seeing a, G, a new Jesus people movement that is arising and people are coming out from, we're going to see more of it, denominations and churches and going, I don't want any of that. I don't want man-made beliefs. I don't want man-made structures. I just want Jesus. Mm. And so I believe we're going to see more of that. I think that's how this is going to play out because there's going to be um, denominations that may not ever like open up to deliverance and open up to healing, which is so sad. Um, 
you know, I'm right now this year, uh, more than ever before, I've been ministering also to youth, to teenagers, and I have teenagers, so that's part of it too. Um, But the Lord has also really just put uh, Gen Z on my heart and just kind of commanded me to go. And with that, I also see like, oh my gosh, they're just so hungry for the real Jesus, mm-hmm. the real Jesus. And, and we encounter him through the, the power of the Holy Spirit, through gifts of prophecy. And a lot of them don't even know that they can hear God's voice and they can, you know, be activated in the gifts of healing. And, and this, there's just so much more mm-hmm. that, you know, the majority of the church has yet to even step into. Which is really exciting when you think about it, especially yeah. considering their hunger and their desire and just sometimes the rawness of their faith and their desperation Uh can be really, really neat to watch. I have two little kids. I have an 11 year old and a six year old. And just when, when we take time to talk about some of the miracles of Jesus and the fact that the, the same spirit lives inside of them, they get pumped. And it's really interesting to watch just their childlike faith to be like, I could do that. I could pray for someone like that. (laughs) So it's it's neat. Yeah, that is awesome. And that's what it's all about. It's childlike faith. Yeah. So yeah, I, and I think, um, you know, it is simple. I think we overthink things or we have belief systems that hold us back from entering in to all that Jesus has for us. And he's paid a price for us. Um, yeah, but, but in a majority of the freedom right now, I believe is right up here. You know, mm-hmm. there's this, there's this six inch battle and that's where the enemy seeks to come in and hold us captive right yes. here. Yep. And, um, yeah. it's, it's so important. I, I feel such an importance on getting our mindset free right now, Okay. especially, you know, with what's happening across the globe and, yeah. you know, the enemy wants to come in and, um, and attack our minds and and bring some of us into fear. And so it's even that much more important that we know what the word of God says and that we now have the mind of Christ and he's given us a sound mind. I also see that it seems like the enemy is also wanting to sow um, confusion Mm -hmm. and offense. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. Offense Mm -hmm. being probably bigger than confusion but um, I definitely have personally witnessed a lot of confusion and offense taking place in a season where I think um, that can also trip people up, you mm-hmm. know, being confused, not understanding what's the truth or taking offense to something maybe they don't fully understand or maybe need more perspective on or curiosity around. So that's another thing. To, those are two other elements that I think beyond just the fear, because I think fear is the biggest, mm-hmm. but the battle around confusion and offense as well. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. that being. Yeah, I see that too, which I think um, both of those, uh, I think the motivation by the enemy is to push, push out, uh, you know, cause withdraw Cause a lot of people will, if they feel both those, they feel confused or they feel offended that they're going to withdraw. Yes. And so, you know, it's always important that when we begin to feel like that, that we need to take a stance of opposition and actually do the opposite. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what, what is, what would the spirit of God have me do? He'd have me press in and pursue mm-hmm. and go back to that person or whatever it is that caused the likeliness of the offense or the, the hurt or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know, our flesh a lot of times wants to do opposite of what our spirit wants to do, right? <laughs> so it's yeah. easier said than done. But um, if we're walking with him and we're following him and being obedient to his spirit, where 
he's going to go with us and he's going to empower us through his grace to do those hard things. Yeah, that's good. And just the willingness because on that, that, so my next question I wanted to tack on. So I asked you, you know, what's God's intention with all of this What's God's Mm -hmm. greater plan with getting people delivered. So -hmm. then my next question would be, what would be the next step for any individual listening to this? Is there a commission, do you believe for prayer, for taking some sort of action that you feel Mm -hmm. like the Lord's pressed on your heart? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I could say a few different things. Do you mean mainly for the listeners right here on and now? I just mean in general, like where the Lord, cause I asked, you know, what's the Lord's greater game plan with all of this, you know, the deliverance. Yeah. And then is mm-hmm. there, I guess the better question is sometimes the Lord is asking us to partner with him in the Mm -hmm. things that he's bringing about in the earth. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. watch me as I move. And sometimes it's partner with me in this. So I guess that's my question. Do you sense the Lord asking people to partner with him in this? Or is this watch me as I move? Oh, I think he's definitely asking us to partner. In fact, I've even been hearing him saying, you know, like I delivered to deliver. I delivered you to go and deliver. I'm healing you to now go and heal. I saved you to now go and seek the lost and save the lost, as Matthew 28 has said. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he is, yeah, pouring out his spirit and wanting to bring deliverance. So we get set free to go then and deliver others. And and I think of Gen Z again when I say that because I really think that they are a majority of the harvest, especially here in America. Um, and and they're hanging in the balance, and they yeah. are going to need deliverance. And if we're not set free as mothers and fathers, both uh, you know in blood and spiritually, how are they going to be set free? And how are we going to parent them and care for them and all of the things if, if we're not walking in freedom. Right. And so would you, would you say across the board, since you are doing ministering with the Gen Z people, are you seeing that it is kind of that mother's heart and that father's heart that they're crying out for is what would you say? Typically, are you coming across in terms of their need for either Mm -hmm. discipleship or deliverance? Hmm. Well, at large, what I see is they don't know the real Jesus. Okay. They, they don't know the real Jesus. What I'm seeing is you have two different sides of the coin. You have the churched kids who know mostly religion Mm -hmm. and they don't really know Jesus. And Mm -hmm. then you have the lost who also don't know Jesus, but it's more in a, um, you know, they've heard his name in a cuss word maybe. And they're so unchurched, which is, which actually can be really good and fun because Mm -hmm. you're not trying to work through belief systems and things. You're just giving the, the real Jesus that he loves you. He died for you. You know, you're preaching a gospel to someone who's never even heard it before. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, what I see is there's a mix of both there. Um, and mm-hmm. yet I think a need for mothers and fathers, I used to really believe that it was more so about such a need for fathers, but I think it's both. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's a need for um, spiritual moms and dads um, that are coming and sitting with them, walking with them and just being Jesus to them. So a couple months ago, I, um, we did an interview with some women. In fact, they're, they're the ones who just did the new series called healing from trauma. And they were talking about when people come in from, for trauma and we're, they don't just minister. It's not just any particular age range they've been ministering to, but they have found 
that people almost when they were nurtured and hugged and loved on like a mother would a child, that was the breakthrough mm. for people. And so I yeah. just wanted to, to tack that on too, because it's, mm. that's an interesting maybe mm. f- phenomenon. I'm not yeah. sure that it's a phenomenon, but I just thought that was a really interesting thing to consider mm. is that even love it. grown women who were being, you know, comforted and nurtured like mm. a mother would her child. That was the thing that was creating the bond, the, the deliverance for people. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. I had a boy and it's hard too, cause you have to be really careful. It reminds me of yesterday. Um, I teach a a 6 30 a.m bible study in a coffee shop with teens and it's so much fun Fun. i know it's really fun but yesterday we had two new kids come and on their way out one of them was like can i give you a hug and i was like oh it just broke my heart because it's it's what they need a lot of them do it you know and what you're you're saying a lot of them do they just want to hug but it's also hard because you want to be careful too and yeah you know just yeah. be careful, especially with the opposite sex. And so, but it was sweet because he's like, he just wanted a mom hug. He's like, can sure. I have a hug? And we obviously we were in the middle of the coffee shop. So it was safe. Yeah. Every all eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So I, going back to your notes here, I'm seeing something you, I'm curious what you mean by this, mm. not wanting, not waiting for your opponent to move before you move. Mm. Yes, I, I really feel like um, right now it, there's this this uh, invitation to make some shifts, and and sometimes as leaders, you know, I think I'm speaking to some leaders. We'll hear that call maybe before some others, and and what I just want to encourage people that if you're hearing that nudge, feeling that nudge to make some pivots right now, to not wait for something to happen to go down before that waiting like it it just seems like there's this preparation time right now before a b or c happens and i don't Mm want to speak you know bad news but in all reality like there's more shaking coming yeah so that was the other thing i just really felt like a a, you know a stirring to share is that there's a few things that are super important right now and i'm even feeling the holy spirit um speaking to me about it is where i'm sowing like there's some adjusting he wants me to do with where I'm sowing, where, where the soil it I'm sowing, what soil am I sowing into mm-hmm. what groups and that sort of thing could just kind of readjust some things. And then also my alliances. And he did this at the beginning of the year. And it's almost like he's doing it again. He wants me to recheck my alliances and, um, you know, be reminded of some people he's asked me to reach out to and to reach back to in this season because there's mm-hmm. there's just a shifting happening and it's so important that we don't wait but we we are quick and obedient to to follow his leading so when you say evaluating what you're sowing into mm-hmm. are you referring to like your time or the people that you're sowing into is that what you're referencing absolutely okay be aware um there might be some old um, covenants or some old ground that needs to shift and God wants you to sow into new ground, new relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I probably just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. All right. And then, so you also said that sometimes we can be in a posture of defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that kind of ties into something I was saying too, about the, uh, being offended. 
Mm -hmm. um, because I think what happens is like, let's just, I'm just going to say a hypothetical in terms of the news cycles. Okay. And I know not everybody watches the news, but this is, I think a good example. We watch something that is absolutely offensive and horrific. And we automatically then become into a, in, into a posture of offense and defensiveness. Mm, and that's good. And so I see that as being a huge roadblock in general, not just within the church, but our culture at large of when these things happen, we could, I could use the word triggering when it's triggering and we have, we put ourselves into a posture of defense. Um, I think that could be, if, if that's what you're saying or similar to what you're saying, that that could be a roadblock for what's happening coming. Sure. Okay. I'm sure it's not quite what I was thinking, but that okay. makes sense too. I mean, I think it's important if to to win the battle and to be in a, a posture, you know, of, of offense basically versus defense. Again, okay. it's like, you know, it's like waiting versus going and being prepared, being in a battle formation. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, being in battle formation. So being ready. Okay, so it's not so much being reactionary to something. Mm -hmm. It's more mm -hmm. about being, I guess you'd say intentional. Yes. About, okay. Yeah, that is a good word, intentionality. I think that is what um, I'm hearing, like to be super intentional right now and to be prepared and ready. Okay, and you're, yeah. you're saying that you believe because of the shaking that's coming, mm -hmm. we need to be prepared yes. for that. Can you elaborate mm -hmm. some more on that? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I had some things in my notes. Um, so for example, like here's something I see in my life. We started in the beginning of this year, we opened up our house uh, to a, a small group. We've done small groups before, but this one was a little bit different. It was mm -hmm. just with a different mixture. It wasn't like super focused on, um, you know, we've done marriage groups before. So this one was, it was focused more on youth, but it also had olders in it too. So all that to say, I just see it as it was preparing for where we're at now. So opening mm. up your house and being obedient to what the Lord has asked you to do mm. is preparing you for when, you know, I realize that when more shaking comes, I've built more relationships. I have more people, not just for, not for me, but also to help and to be connected with. And so when whatever happens, um, I, we have connection points and and families and and relationship to reach out to. So if you're not, you know, re in relationship or in community, that is to me, for me, that's kind of a scary place. That's even maybe a red flag for when the shaking comes, like we have to be in community. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we can even be in these, uh, connected to maybe a large organization, but who are your people? Like who, mm -hmm. who are those people? Do you have a, a people that you have? And sometimes that can be hard, but have you pursued and built a, a people that mm -hmm. when the shaking comes, you know, they're all going to come to your house or they're all going to go to, you know, Susie's house because that's already been built up. Mm -hmm. I think those are the things I was thinking of. Wow. Okay. So very yeah. practical, like really being intentional yeah. around building relationship, building community. Yes. Okay. I think it's super important. In fact, I would even say this, I've never, I don't think I've yet to even put this really out there uh, and communicate it. I would say it's the enemy's tactic to do the opposite. So I think like what we're talking about, 
uh, being in intentional and on the offense here is like, I'm, I'm going to build community. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for community. I'm not going to be offended. That would be the enemy's tactic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue to pursue and I'm going to build community. I'm going to open up my house and I'm going to be prepared um, for whatever comes my way. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a place of shelter. I'm going to be a place of shelter and I'm going to take a offense uh, and, and a readiness and intentionality for when more shaking comes. Mm, interesting. A place in a shelter, which can be physical and can be like even relational. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So there is like a twofold message here, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and I think it really comes down to readiness. He's preparing his bride and he's making her ready. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. And so then beyond that. So I wanted to kind of add this too on when I'm not doing filling in for Jeff, I work on the Elijah list side of things. We often, I, myself and Lauren, Jeff's wife, we will proof through the prophetic words that come through. And one that really stood out to me that kept being repeated by multiple people was the term batten down the hatches. Oh, wow. That's what they heard. And so that got me really curious because it was not just one person. It was like three or four people and they were not connected to each other as far as I know in any way. And they all came in almost within the same week with that expression, batten down the hatches. Wow. And so I was curious and I looked it up and it's a nautical term, meaning to prepare for stormy weather. Yeah. And so I, I just thought that was really interesting because again, you're talking about being a place of refuge and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, even in the terms of a storm, yeah, that can be that same language that's yeah. used. And so I just thought that I wanted to kind of add that. I thought that was interesting. It seems mm-hmm. to be a common message that's coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. around. So, yeah, absolutely. I think there is practical things to do. I mean, storing up your freezers, being ready, like we don't know what's coming and these are just the days that we're in. And right. so I think and I think this is wisdom speaking. You know, wisdom says be ready, be prepared. And I want to be the house like I just said, I want to be the place of shelter for others. I mm-hmm. want to be ready not just for my immediate family, but for the other people that didn't listen or didn't know. And maybe are living another way and come knocking on our door and yeah. knocking on some of listeners' doors uh, because they know that who we are. They know that we've been following Jesus, we're light, and they've been waiting in the balance and maybe just watching from a distance. But the mm-hmm. time's going to come where they're going to be knocking on our doors, wanting our Jesus. Mm. Cool. Okay. Sobering, but important. Yes. Important yes. information. Yes. All right. So, then you also mentioned you wanting to talk. I don't, I don't want to get you off of anything else. Is there anything before we move on to Mark chapter five, was there anything else that you wanted to share before moving on to that portion of scripture? I think that's it. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that kind of wraps up just uh, the alerts. I think I was hearing kind of some Holy spirit alarms, you know, kind of going off to just be ready um, Mm -hmm. and, and be prepared and don't have fear because we are his people. And he is, you know, it's so beautiful in Isaiah, that same place, Isaiah 59. And I think there was another spot. It really was encouraging Psalm 60. 
um, says, but you've raised a banner for those who fear you. Mm -hmm. So in the Old Testament, the tribes, you know, they had banners. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such a beautiful picture because I could see the Lord, you know, his name over his people. And it's the same for us even today. Like, not only are we covered by the blood of Jesus, but his banner is over us. And so we can rest in that. We can rest in his hope and his peace and in his protection. Like he has promised to protect us and keep us safe. And in him, we have all that we need. And so there's, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to be, you know, fearful or, or, or be scared, but just have wisdom and be ready. That's, that's all. Well, and when I, going back to the thing about the batten down the hatches, when I Mm -hmm. was looking into that in terms of a nautical term, I immediately thought of the passage of passage of scripture where Jesus was asleep on the boat during the storm uh-huh. and his disciples yes. were like, what are you doing sleeping? And then he got <laughs> up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And another, yeah. another situation too, with the storm was when Jesus was off praying, the disciples were on the sea and it got really stormy and they saw Jesus walking on the water. And so mm-hmm. I just want to, I guess, encourage too that mm-hmm. in the midst of those storms, Jesus still had the authority over them to such a degree that he could calm those wind and waves and he could walk on the water in the midst of the stormy stormy water. So I just want to add that too, that that's just an encouragement that we can look to Jesus to be our anchor. We can look to Jesus to help us lift up out of the waves. Yes. Storm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And he, he raises up a standard. There's also kind of two perspectives, perspectives of that. He raises up a standard within us when the enemy comes like a flood, he raises up a standard, but the standard is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the standard is him. Kind of, like I said, I see it as him waving his banner over us. Like we are the people of God, like we fear him. And so we have this, this banner of protection over us in the spiritual realm. Cause remember Mm -hmm. it's not against flesh and blood. Blood, it's right. against principalities in the unseen realm. Yeah. And so we are covered and protected as his people. Like that just, that encourages me. Oh, me too. Me too. It's kind of like, um, like the idea I've always loved the idea of when it's like snowy and stormy outside and you have a fire going and it's like, you don't have to be out in it, but you're like all cozy on the inside. That's how I think of it. Of yeah. Just, you've got like, everything you need to have a nice cozy time and you're safe. And, but even though there's like wild weather raging outside of you. Yes, exactly. And um, he is our fire. He's the fire within us Mm -hmm. and we can trust in him. And so if, if there's things going on in our mind or internally, we, we, you know, if you're listening to this or someone's listening to this is like, I don't understand because I, I'm still stressed. I'm scared. I have anxiety. Um, I have no peace or whatever those things are. Then we have to go into our mind and, and pull out our belief systems. Like we were talking about earlier, because the only power that the enemy can have against us as believers in Jesus is the power that we give him. Mm-hmm. So if we are sitting here afraid and, and fear shooken, well, we've got to break some agreements with fear because we've given fear territory in our mind and he only has what we give him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you think about the mind as like a battlefield, kind of like Joyce Myers, you know, one of the, one of the best books ever written on the mind, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, you think of it like a battlefield or whatever, a football field, how much of it is, have you given to the enemy and how much of it does Jesus actually have? So when I begin to think of that, and I think about that daily, actually, because if there's a, a thought that comes in or I'm struggling in my mind, I realize, okay, 
that's, that's a lie. That's mm-hmm. not from God. And yeah. I need to break an agreement there and take back all the authority in my mind because this mind belongs to Christ and, right. and anything else has illegal has been given illegal is on illegal territory. Like they're not supposed to be there. That belief is not supposed to be there. And so we yeah. cancel it. We have the power over it. Yes, absolutely. And I tell my girls based off of the second Timothy verse that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power mm-hmm. and love and a sound mind. I know to other translations say self-control, but to me, those go hand in hand. And so the, what I say to my girls is you choose where your mind wanders. Yes, You get to choose. And yes. it's not like these thoughts just come at you and they get to just have free reign in your mind. You get to go, wait a minute, no. And I'll do this little description like, nope, wait a minute, that thought, that doesn't belong to me and cast it out just kind of as a yes. picture for kids. Yeah. But that's what you should do. You should take those thoughts and go, wait a minute, where's this coming from? Where's that? Where's the root of that? Wait a minute, that doesn't align with scripture. Get out of here. Yeah. And it can be that simple too. Yeah, that's perfect. So. I love that. Um, you know, Roman, I love not Romans. Yes, it is Romans, Romans 12 two. If you read that in um, the passion, it is so good. It's really about having a reformation of our minds. Yes. You know, actually by transforming the way that we think. Yes. By transforming the way that that you think. So you you guys can look that up later, but in the, I love the way it says it in the passion, because it's literally having a reformation in our minds um, by reforming the way, letting Jesus reform the way we think. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was going through that counseling time, what I talked about at the beginning of this uh, session, it was like Jesus interrupted in that season, Jesus interrupted my belief system. And our mm-hmm. belief systems are so important. They actually uh, bring the total trajectory of our life. Like where we are at right now is where we believed we would be five years prior to that. In other words, our belief systems manifest our tomorrows, who we believe we are, where we believe we were going. Like our belief systems forms our daily habits that yep. form our decisions that form our tomorrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like our belief systems are so important. And I've been thinking a whole lot more about this. And I realized that a couple of years ago, it was like Jesus came in and interrupted my belief system. And he began to ask me all kinds of questions like, what is holiness? And who am I? I'm like, well, you're God. Well, who else am I? I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I love it when he asks questions where it's like, I know you know the answer to this, God. So clearly you're about to teach me something. Yes. You're like, okay, where are you going with this? Like you're taking me somewhere. Yeah. And he did. I mean, he took me on this whole journey of discovering what holiness is and, and studying that word from Genesis to Revelation and who he is and what is he actually set me free from so that mm-hmm. I can share with others that I'm not just sharing. I love Jesus because he saved me. Well, yeah. what did he save you from? What yeah. did I save you from? So yeah. it was an interruption of my belief system. One of the most beautiful interruptions. And, um, in Mark five, which we could kind of dive into that, I believe this is what happened to this crazy man in Mark five. This is a crazy man, a quote unquote madman, I believe is what they called him. Um, that was demon possessed. What I love about this portion of scripture in relationship to our belief systems, mm-hmm. clearly this man had some belief systems that didn't line up with heaven. Um, and clearly we can see the enemy's thumbprint kind of all over this man's life, which is so sad because he was just 
cast out into a, a cemetery, right. a, a place of um, death, basically, yeah. and pushed out. He was chained up. It said he kept breaking out of these chains, in fact, like, which just, it, it grieves my heart because um, this was not God's plan for his life. No. This wasn't his intention over this mm-hmm. man's life. Uh, he was created with, uh, you know, with good intentions. Jeremiah prophesies over us and, and says that before the foundations of the earth, or I think it's in Ephesians, before the foundations of the earth, God knew us and he chose us. And so um, for this man as well, like this wasn't the, God's plan for his life. So Jesus interrupts his belief system and obviously he casts out the demon. And what's so awesome is that I believe Jesus saw him from a distance and saw him through the father's eyes and Mm. God's plan over his life. Cause he goes and he, and Jesus sends him afterwards and said, in fact, after he's set free, he wants to go with Jesus and Jesus tells him to no go. He says, no, you can't go with me. Go back to your family and tell them everything I did. Tell them the good news. And so Jesus saw that this man was a missionary. He was always mm-hmm. intended to be a missionary mm-hmm. to speak God's good yeah. news, which yeah. is so beautiful and so powerful that he goes from a madman to a missionary. And so um, I think there's two things. I mean, there's a lot here we can take from it, but I think one of the things is don't ever discount God or count God out. Like nobody yeah. is too far from God and one encounter, one deliverance, a person's life can be totally changed from Mm -hmm. death to life. In fact, it says uh, this man um, at the end was clothed. He went from naked. He was running around crazy and naked to clothed. And and in his right mind. And in his right mind, perfectly sane. Like what an absolute miracle, like a complete miracle that Jesus brought to this man. And and what is so sad is uh, how it ends is the people there actually were not happy. They, they wanted Jesus. I know they wanted Jesus to leave after that. They were upset. They were, well, they were afraid. It says they were afraid, like it kind of shook them, but they, it didn't leave them going, Oh, Jesus, please stay. Like most of the other miracles, this one, they were upset. And it almost appears as though they were upset because their pigs, which was their, you know, part, probably part of their income. Mm-hmm. We're all gone because they had cast uh, Jesus cast the demons into the pigs and all yeah. those pigs. I think there were like 3000 pigs or thousands of pigs yeah. went into the water and died uh-huh. <laughs> and they were, uh, they were upset. And so it, it just, it breaks me, but I also think it's also, you know, a little bit of a, a picture and a little bit of a question there. Like, do we want our pigs more than we want Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there might even be some, some organizations. There might even be some places that rather keep things in order and not have the messes and, and then have Jesus come in and set people free. Yeah which is so sad. Um, but it is a question like, do, how bad do we want Jesus? How bad do we want the freedom? How bad do we want people to be set free and experience Jesus? We're going to have to open up our, our thinking and our, our doors physically and spiritually, the doors of our hearts to what he Mm -hmm. wants to do in this hour. And that is set people free, which is deliverance. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think it's also, like we said, a ch- an inward check to what do I believe deliverance is? What is deliverance? What mm-hmm. is what is the word of God say deliverance actually is? Does it always look like this? No, it doesn't always look like this. Yeah. But even if it does, are you willing to allow things to get messy? 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I was just thinking, this is maybe a side note, but pigs to the uh, Jewish culture were a forbidden meat. Like they couldn't consume meat according to Mosaic law. Uh-huh. And so my thought is like, okay, so they were, they had pigs, they had herds of pigs. What were they hurting them for? Were they consuming them when they were told not to? Um, or were they using them to sacrifice to idols? Does that play a role in mm. why Jesus was willing to cast the demons into the pigs? Good point. Well, this wasn't a region. I think this was a Gentile region too, okay. I believe. So, so that maybe it was that. Is either for consumption or uh-huh. for idol worship. Yep. So okay. I was thinking it could, could very well be. And so that was that, that explains that why they were probably upset and they didn't want Jesus because that those pigs were ha- perhaps a place of idolatry. They had said they wanted the pigs more than they wanted Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's another thing to look at too. Is there anything standing in the way of wanting all of Jesus? Is there, um, you know, any sacred cows or sacred pigs or things that Mm. we are not willing to exchange for the cost of Jesus and full freedom and a full cleansing of our house and a full cleansing of the bride of Christ. Yeah. I think that's an important question for all of us. Yeah. Take that time and evaluate with the Lord. Like, Mm -hmm. are there idols in my heart? Are there things that I've put above seeking after you comfort maybe that I've placed above you, Lord. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And then, you know, I also think that it's good to, and this could probably be a whole nother teaching, but really knowing like, what does the Bible say about demons and, and, and who are they and how much power and authority do they have? Well, uh, Jesus actually defeated them all. Mm -hmm. He disarmed them. So again, we have to know that we have power and authority over them, like through the power of Jesus Christ that lives inside of us and becoming uh, more aware of what we really believe in our thinking. Because if we truly believe that, I believe more people are going to be walking in that power and that authority to cast them out, to break the agreements, to help others break those agreements and those holds so they do can walk free and out of these places of prison, really. Mm -hmm. So basically they're shooting you with like soft airsoft guns, (laughs) just those little Nerf guns. (laughs) Not even that, maybe hypothetical. (laughs) Right? It's so true. I had a friend say uh, recently as she ministered, it was so good. She took the scripture. In fact, I have it right here. Colossians 2.15 mm-hmm. tells us at the cross, Jesus uh, disarmed demons in their attacks on believers. He made a public spectacle of their defeat and he triumphed over them in his work on the cross. Well, she's like, well, see, he has no arms and he has no feet. Yes. <laughs> so Lindsay Coyle said that just so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm still in her, her fame right there her words but anyways it's so true like he has no arms he has no feet like he's nothing he is nothing compared to jesus is the point of that statement Mm -hmm. um and so yeah kind of like an airsoft gun like or a a nerf gun like Mm -hmm. he just he just wants to bother us he wants to try and get into our thinking get in our thoughts meddle with our thinking divide he comes to still kill and destroy the word says um john 10 10 
So he wants to come into our thinking and, and tear us down and hold us back and imprison, imprison our thought life till, Mm -hmm. you know, we're almost like in a cave and we're ineffective, but that is not uh, who we are. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm, That's so good. It's also like a lion with no teeth. That'd be another funny one. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, what's so beautiful? I kind of said this earlier about the madman is that if Jesus can do this with him, he can do it with anybody. He can do this with anybody. Anybody can see, uh, be set free. Nobody is too far from God. Nobody is out of his reach. And so I think that's an encouraging word for uh, many of us, maybe who have been praying for someone for years, or maybe even someone who's in leadership or someone yeah. we, you know, just needs freedom. Uh, yeah. God is, you know, he is powerful to do it and he is, there's nothing he can't do. Yes, so. I agree. Um, so Audrey, what I would love is if you would take a moment and maybe for the people who are saying, yeah, okay, I'm recognizing I need to get some, some, my house in order. I need to, I need to be taking some time with the Lord. I need to be evaluating. I would just love just to finish off. If you could pray and just release over them, just like what's on your heart and even just what you feel like the Lord's been leading you to minister to people. Um, Mm -hmm when you've been with speaking out and about, I would just love that. If you could do that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Well, first off, I want to just say that anybody listening today, right where you're at, uh, Jesus is in the room. Mm -hmm. And just like I said, he has disarmed every single demon. That -hmm. means he's taken every weapon and he has, he's defeated every weapon and you have been set free by the power of the blood of Jesus. And so it's about uh, receiving his, his freedom, receiving his power, receiving his blood today that you can do right now, right where you're at. and um, canceling some of those agreements, canceling some of those lies. And so Jesus, I just pray right now that you would, um, you would just come Holy Spirit and go to work, that you would come into every single person's mind that is listening and you would expose uh, any strongholds, Mm -hmm. any belief systems that have been created and, and set up inside of our minds that oppose your word and that oppose the, the truth of God and the truth of who we are in you. And so I just thank you, Jesus, that you're ministering right now. And so I just want to encourage everybody to, with their own voice, uh, cancel these agreements, repent it, first repent of them, first mm-hmm. expose them, bring them uh, into the light, take them out of your mind and speak them out and repent of them and then break them, renounce them. And then let the Holy Spirit guide you and replace them with truth. What he says, what his word says um, in opposition of whatever that stronghold is. Mm -hmm. And I also even see people, um, and you can do this right in your home, uh, taking communion, whether you have a communion cup or you have, uh, you know, just regular juice or bread. This is another way we can apply the the blood of Jesus to our minds and eat up of his body and be cleansed. 
and be set free. And so there is also power in uh, taking communion and stepping into all that Jesus has already done, the finished work of the cross and his authority that lives inside of us and being the, the powerful man and woman of God that he has called us to be. Mm-hmm. And you can do this too with your kids and with your family, right where you're at in your home. And, um, and there can be freedom today even. It, it really is that simple. I've gathered uh, my family many times and, and with a scripture, with a place or with a focus of, I really feel like Jesus uh, wants us to repent of, um, you know, the word hate. I'll, I'll use this as an example. My kids can, you know, just like many other families can be fighting with each other and mm-hmm. throw out this word hate. And before I know it, they're hating on each other. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. We're going to sit, we're going to get together right now. And we're going to repent of this word hate mm-hmm. where we've been hating each other. We're going to cancel the authority of it. We're going to do it together. We're going to repent and we're going to cancel that. <laughs> I thing. do that with my kids too. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want that to linger. Like, like Exactly. Absolutely not. Because then what really is at play too is the spirit of strife. And so, you know, same thing. We've, we've repented, we've canceled that thing and then we replace it with the spirit of love. And then the kids come and they love each other and then everybody's laughing and getting along. And it's like, okay, there's Jesus. There he Mm -hmm. is. He's at work now. It can be that swift. It can be that swift. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So awesome. Well, Audrey, thank you so much. I feel like you have gifted us with wisdom and knowledge. And, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to just like like share with us what the Lord's put on your heart. And, um, it's just been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. This has been fun. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing it live and, and really praying for people to receive freedom today. So everybody that concludes our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday, November 1st with the new series with Julie Lopez called Spiritual Warfare Explained. So please tune in on Wednesday and we will see you next time. Bye guys. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.